Well, hello, I am Matt Williams, coming at you here on this Wednesday. We're a day away from Chargers Chiefs to start week two. How awesome is that? How psyched are everyone for the NFL season? Your Stullers are 1-0. Wasn't the prettiest thing, but wins are all that matters. And now they get the Patriots. I've teased this before, and I did it last week. Some all kinds of in-depth nuggets that I dig up with here. And I'm about three quarters of the way done with my preview of this game. Just wanted to start getting some of it to you now. This is a little bit, this week and next week are a little bit of an odd time of the year for me with this project. Because week one, you just talk about all the things they did last year. You know, previewing week one. Week two and week three, you kind of want to balance trends from last year with what they did in week one. After the first two games are in the book, I kind of throw away all the stats from last year and and really start to build new trends from 2022. So a little bit of a balancing act this week and next from the, my process. But I'm just going to buzz through some stuff. Um, Patriots starting the season here with two straight road games, but they were six and two on the road last year, but they did their own one on the road so far and starting the season with two straight road games is brutal. Steelers only lost twice at home plus a tie last year. So there you go. Um, I think this Patriot team isn't nearly as good as last year, but there's a lot of these numbers that indicates that new England's team last year was better than what you thought. And I'm going to lay a lot of those things out too, because this Belichick guy knows a thing or two. Um, the Patriots outscored their opponents by 159 points last year. That was second best in the AFC. Now, this is a little harsh because it's only after one week, but right now in terms of point differential, only the Jets are worse than the Patriots in the AFC. Eh, okay. Um, yards per play. Last year, I mean, you guys think by now know that I adore yards per play. Uh, their yards per play differential last year was fifth best in the NFC or in the in the NFL in the entire league. Fifth best in yards per play differential. It's pretty impressive. Um, on average, last year they outscored their opponents by nine point four points per game. Third best in the NFL. However, after the Patriots' Week fourteen bye week last year. They only won one game the rest of the year, and that was a Week 17 blowout against the Jags, who were a disheveled mess with a terrible head coach at that point. But the Patriots lost their other three post-buy regular season games, as well as losing by 30 points in Buffalo in the wildcard round of the playoffs. So if you look from the bye Week 14 until now, they only have one win, and it was against an awful Jacksonville team, and everything else was pretty miserable, and I think that's a better indicator of who this team is. Um, this is another one. You know, New England beat only two teams last year that finished with a winning record, Tennessee and the Bills. However, that Tennessee victory, Titans didn't have Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. And that Bills victory, as you might remember, came in about the most extreme weather conditions you will ever see an NFL game played. And New England threw the ball three times in that victory. So, odd football game. Um, I, I mentioned yards per play differential. Uh, the, the Patriots were fifth. Steelers were third worst last year. But I told you that last week. Um, only seven teams last year finished the season with a better turnover differential than New England. 
And that's a Patriot thing. That's a Belichick thing. Winning in the margins. They're always great on special teams. They're always great with turnover differential, situational football, hidden yardage. Um, so this so a couple of these stats are just how great this organization has been too. You know, because we're having people read this article from all walks of life, and some aren't as familiar. So the Patriots were seven and nine in 2020. And remember, that was the COVID year, and no one came close to having as many people opt out as the Patriots did that year. And that was Brady's first year with the Bucks. He went in to win the Super Bowl. But I also think it was one of Belichick's best coaching years to get that awful team to seven and nine that had nobody, including Brady. Um, Mac Jones wasn't there yet. But anyway, they were seven and nine in 2020. But this is marvel. This marvels me. I mean, but they've won double digit games in every other season since 2003. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Since 2001. I mean, there's probably a couple of you out there who weren't even born yet in 2001. New England finished third in the AFC once, second three times, and first the 18 other years with six Super Bowl wins and three Super Bowl losses over that stretch. Just, you have to marvel at what this team has done, you know, since 2001. It's ridiculous. Um, This kind of goes back to yesterday uh, about the 100 snaps the Steelers had to play. And by the way, many of you commented on my article, and it was some of the nicest comments I've ever had. Usually, not with this site, but ESPN, you go back and you read your comments. They're rarely nice. Thank you. Everyone seems to be enjoying the article that's up. Um, but not only did the Bengals hold the ball for 43 minutes and 43 seconds last week compared to 26-17 for Pittsburgh, but Cincinnati ran 33, 33 more plays in that game as well. The Bengals averaged 4.6 yards every time they snapped the ball. Steelers offense averaged 4.4. Not bad, not bad. Meanwhile, in Miami... The Patriots ran only 54 plays and possessed the football for just 27 and a half minutes. This is a little crazy from the last week, too. Cincinnati produced 32 first downs compared to just 13 by the Steelers. And only five of those first downs for the Bengals were generated by running the football. Against the Dolphins in the game, they lost the, the Patriots lost 20 to 7, never held a lead. New England produced 17 first downs against 18 from the Dolphins. Nowhere close to the 32 Cincinnati produced. Miami did hold the football for a full five minutes longer than the Patriots last week. You know, we kind of talked about that. Um, While the Bengals threw for 107 more passing yards than Pittsburgh, the Steelers averaged 4.9 yards completion against 5.0 average for the, the Bengals. So they were pretty much as efficient. They just threw it more. Um, in their week one win over Cincinnati, the Steelers were plus five in turnover differential as plus six in sack differential. Um, those numbers are rare. But the Patriots were minus three in turnover differential in Miami last week. And the Dolphins sacked Mac Jones three times compared to the two sacks of Tua, of Tua that New England managed to. So, and, and you know, sack differential and point differential or uh, uh, turnover differential are huge indicators. Um, what else we got here? Oh, here's a funny one. And before we go to break, 
Last week was Mitch Trubisky's fourth career start against an NFC AFC North opponent. He is 4-0 against the AFC North. How about that, Mitch? I mean, he just kills this division, right? Okay, on that note, we will come back. Let's talk about when the Steelers have the football. Some last year stuff that isn't pretty. Steelers 4.8 yards per play last year was only better than the Panthers, Texans, and Giants. Meanwhile, only the Bills and Browns allowed better yards per play than the New England defense. So, big discrepancy there, at least from last year's numbers. Um, Only the Bills' defense last year allowed fewer points per game than New England's. And Patriots' team as a whole was third best in points allowed. Uh, The Patriots' defense forced a turnover on just under 18% of their opponent's drive last year. That was the highest percentage in the league. Their 30 turnovers created was only behind the Cowboys and Colts. Again, huge Belichick win-in-the-margins thing. The only defenses that gave up fewer passing yards per game in 2021 than the Patriots were the Bills, Bears, and Panthers. The Patriots' opponents last year targeted their tight ends just 16% of the time, lowest percentage in the whole league. Patriots' defense allowed a measly 5.1 yards per target against opposing tight ends. That's why they didn't throw to them. That was the best in the league. They were also best in receptions allowed, yards allowed, as well as catch rate to the tight end position. Last week, as bad as things were for New England, they only gave up two catches for 15 yards to opposing tight ends. Might not be the best situation for Mr. Fryermuth. Speaking, speaking of Mr. Fryermuth, he and Deontay were targeted a combined 22 times last week. Those two combined for just over 59% of the target share against the Bengals. That's a massive two-player number. Um, and, and to give you some respect to that, In Johnson's last 18 games, he's received at least a 30% target share in half of those games. 30% is massive. Um, Along those lines, the Patriots target, or Miami targeted Tyree Kill just under 39% of their dropbacks last year. And to his average depth of target was 8.3 yards downfield, which is much higher than than league average last year and was higher than four all but four of his games. So he was pushing the ball down the field against these guys, often to Hill. Um, 75% of two of his passes were between the numbers against the Patriots. Um, Fryermuth ran a route on 31 different plays in week one to t- compared to five total routes run by Zach Gentry, who was only on the field for 19 snaps against the Bengals. Fryermuth played 56 snaps. Um, as we know, probably Jalen Warren played every offensive snap in overtime for the Steelers last week. Najee was in the game for 77% of the snaps in regulation before leaving the game. So up until he left, he played 77% of the snaps. Um, 
this is a big for Najee if he's healthy too. Is the Patriots were bottom five last year in allowing receiving yards and yards per reception to running backs. Patriots also allowed 4.6 yards per rushing attempt, and only three defenses were worse. Maybe it was an anomaly, but Miami only generated 2.8 yards per rush against the Patriots, but they were winning the whole time. Um, as you guys probably know, you know Chase Claypool led the, the Steelers in rushing last week, I mean, with 36 yards, while Najee, Trubisky, and Warren combined for 39 rushing yards, just three, three yards more than, than Claypool. Um, as mentioned, the Miami never were, were down on the scoreboard last week, and they still only ran the ball 23 times versus 33 pass attempts against the Patriots. A little odd. Um, 66% of New England snaps last year on defense, they were in their nickel package. That's a very high number. Um, Trubisky produced 5.1 yards per attempt in week one. Against the Patriots, Tua was at 8.2, as we mentioned. So maybe things are going to get better here. Throwing in the middle of the field, Trubisky was 5 of 7. Outside the numbers, he was 16 of 30. This is interesting because Tua was 9 of 11 when targeting the middle of the field against New England. So maybe that's a place to thrive, although they're great against tight ends. So uh, take that as you will. Um, No team in the league brought three pass rushers, just three, a higher percentage of time than the Patriots last year. And that's the second year in a row that they've led the league in that number. Um, This is interesting too, and this is a Belichick thing. Last year, New England gave up just 4.7 points per game in the fourth quarter. That was the best in the league. And they were the only team under five. However, only four teams gave up more points on average in the first quarter of games. They were second best in the quarter in the second quarter, seventh best in the third quarter. So Miami got up on them, as was the case last year. And then last year, you know, Belichick shut the door in the fourth quarter. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's a Belichick thing. Adjust as the game goes on, of course. On a per drive basis, the the Steelers produced the 28th yards in, in the league last year, 28th most. New England's defense was eighth best on a per-drive yardage basis. Explosive plays. That's runs over 10 yards, pass plays over 20. The Steelers' offense was 25th last year in explosive runs and 30th in explosive passes. Two more little nuggets here. Uh, I just read this a minute ago. You know how NFL Next Gen Stats does their miles per hour guys run and all that? Well, Chase Claypool was the fastest player by their charting numbers, their mile per hours of anyone in the league last year, or last week. He was at 21.46 miles per hour. Can you imagine moving that fast? But he got to the highest speed of any player they charted last week. Interesting. Claypool was busy last week. And here's another thing I tell you guys a lot, is a huge key in today's NFL is not getting to third downs. It is to get touchdowns or first downs on first and second downs with the reasoning being even the best teams in the league are like 50% conversion rate on third downs. So if you can get there before that, you don't have a coin flipped in order to stay on the field. So 17.4 of the Steelers first and second down plays last week resulted in a first down or scoring a touchdown. 
Only four offenses were worse in that category last week, and they weren't particularly good at it last year either. So that's a the general take here, and when the Steelers have the ball, uh, tomorrow we'll talk about, I presume, when New England has the ball. have tons of notes on that as well. Um, maybe it will be a little more Watt news. That seems pretty optimistic as I record this Tuesday late afternoon, as well as Najee. We'll see if he plays or not. I know Watt won't play, but there, there you have it. It's not a, it doesn't sound like it's an awful, awful injury, which is phenomenal. But that's a wrap. Thanks so much. I will talk to you tomorrow.